the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. I'm Liam Flint and on this show we're all about shining a light on the rugby players across the African continent and we see what the continent has to offer. This time around I'm joined by a current Zimbabwe international who plays his rugby over in Europe for English Championship side Jersey Reds. I'm talking about scrum half Hilton Mudariki. Welcome Hilton. Liam, thank you so much for uh, for having me on the podcast. It's an honor and a privilege. Hey, absolute pleasure. Have you done podcasting before? Uh, no, this is my first Ooh. one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go easy. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, Hilton, uh, we've got we've got plenty to chat to you about. We'll make sure we chat to you about obviously you moved to Jersey, which I know was a big deal for you. It's uh, very unique, isn't it? So we'll chat about that. Yeah, great to chat about Zimbabwe, of course. Future of Zim Rugby, how you see that developing. Um, and we'll also chat about your interests off the rugby pitch as well, because that's always good to know. But Hilton, let's start with Jersey. It's hard to explain really without a picture, but explain to us what it's like playing your rugby on the Isle of Jersey, which of course is part of the Channel Islands. If you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, just off the, the French coast. Hilton, tell us, has it been a good experience? What's it been like? Oh, it's um, it's actually been a, a, an amazing experience. Um, it's something that I uh, didn't think I would, or a place that I never thought I'd end up, you know, visiting, yet alone uh, living. So no, it's it's been a nice, it's been a nice transition. It's a it's a very small island. Um, you'll literally bump into people, um, you know, a couple of times in a day. Um, <laughs> you know, we always laugh around on our off days as uh, as rugby players. If you pop into town, you're more than likely going to bump into one of the boys. You know, the, it's awesome in the summer. Uh, very nice beaches. Uh, not so great in the winter, but um, yeah. no, but it's awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed my first year there. Uh, just for some context, that was a big move for you, wasn't it? Am I right in thinking that was your first professional move to Jersey? Yes, uh, you're 100% right. Um, it was my first uh, first professional contract. Um, it actually came about um, quite randomly. Um, I, was, um, I was studying at the University of Johannesburg and um, I got, a, I got a, a, a call, you know, in the middle of the night from from an agent that I hadn't spoken to in a, in a couple of years. Um, so I just kind of ignored it, um, didn't kind of take it seriously. Um, and then he dropped me an email and he says, I'm trying to get trying to get hold of you. It's quite urgent. Um, ended up giving a, him a call in the morning and, you know, he asked if I was interested in, in, in a move to Jersey. Um, there was a contract offer. They were looking at a scrum off and he thought that I was, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was good enough to go and head over there. Um, and the move kind of, you know, happened. He, he got things going. And two days later, I had a contract in my, uh, in my email and things just kind of turned from there. Did you think at some point this is going to happen for me? I just don't know where. Or were you, were you just planning on staying in South Africa, doing between that and Zim and see what happened? Um, yeah, it's, it was a bit of a hard one because I, I had been, uh, you know, trying to, to get a professional deal, working really hard. You know, keeping the faith and and working hard and, and never giving up. But I won't lie, there was a point in time where you know I thought you know maybe this uh this might not be for me. Um, and it kind of just came out of the blue. Uh, and I, I was just so grateful for for the opportunity that that I was given. And um, you know, I just have to say thank you to Anthony Johnson, who's my agent, because he's the one who kind of pushed everything for me. And uh, he's the one who believed in me. Um, you know, after having not spoken to me for a number of years. So talk us through the decision making, because it always looks like you see these deals go through, a player just moves to another part of the world, everyone goes, oh, that was easy for him then. But actually, it must be a quite a hard decision to make when you leave family, you leave your home. Was there any part of you that goes, uh, I'm not sure I can adjust or is it just I want to play rugby, I'll go wherever I need to go? 
family is is um is important to me um i'm very close to my to my brother and to my mother you know we're very very close we you know we will chat every single day we've got a little uh, family uh, whatsapp group though you know we always chat to each other and make uh, uh video calls we were all involved but for me it wasn't um as hard a move uh, simply because i've basically always been away from home um i went to boarding school um from the age of 13 so i've always been away from home um so moving around and and being in new new environment and being around new people um wasn't really a difficult thing for me um but being so far away um you know there there were days where you know when things weren't going really well or you know it's that that gloomy day and uh, you're just kind of missing home there were days like, like that it's a it's a one hour flight so whenever i have a, a weekend off or a couple of days off i could just shoot over to the uk and just be around family and let's just touch on jersey reds they play in the english championship one division below the premiership which is obviously where you're in with the big boys is the premiership the ultimate dream for you moving forward is it as simple as that yeah no definitely is um it's uh it's a it's a it's something that i'm pushing towards doing um <laughs> I'd like to seal a professional deal eventually, but you know it's just one step at a time. Like I said, this is my first professional deal, so I want to um, cement my my position in the Jersey Red side, um, and then just put in good performances that will eventually lead to that uh, that professional contract. And you've not had a bad season, have you? I think Jersey Reds, you top six at the moment. So in terms of pushing up the table, you're in the right place. It's not like you're you're struggling to stay in the division. Oh yeah, no, we we had a fantastic season. Um, we had a fantastic season this year. Um, our director of uh, rugby, Harvey uh, Bill John, put a put a really good side together. Um, he did. He recruited really well, and um, you know we we finished uh, the season's over now. We finished fourth. Uh, we, we let ourselves down towards the end of the season, but we had you know we had a really good run where we went uh, I think ten or twelve games on the bounce. Um, you know, undefeated. We beat London Irish. We're the only team in the in the competition, in the competition to beat London Irish this year, so we had a really good season. Um, so that's something that we're looking towards doing. You know, next year we'll we'll look uh, we'll set our goals uh, when we meet up in the preseason, but obviously looking towards that that qualification into the Premiership. Yeah, and of course another motivating factor for you for promotion must be the fact you obviously mentioned your brother Farai contracted to Premiership outfit Worcester. So is there quite a bit of a rivalry there? Do you think at some point you could face off, or is it all? you know, hugs and I love my brother kind of thing. Oh, no, at the moment, it's all hugs and love my brother, but I'm sure when we play against each other, we'll we'll have a full-on go. Um, we actually haven't played against each other, but we've played together, which was uh, really special for for ourselves and, you know, our family. So that's something that, uh, that's something that, that, you know, could potentially happen later on, uh, who knows. So are you guys constantly just giving each other advice an update, share your kind of goals with each other, or are you very much on separate paths? And if you meet one day, you know, you'll chat proper rugby on the pitch. How does it work with you two? Um, we, we're very close. Um, I'll, I'll say that uh, over the last couple of years, our relationship has become really good. Um, not so much when we were at school. We always used to, you know, have a full-on go at each other. <laughs> My brother was a real rebel when he was at school. Um, but yeah, through the year, through uh, the years, we've met, we've become really close. And we, like I said earlier, we will literally chat every single day. Um, you know, if he's having a bad day, you know, he could just give me a ring. If I'm having a bad day, I can just give him a ring, and we kind of give each other advice. So if uh, 
if I've played a game on a weekend, he'll watch my game and give me certain things that I could uh, potentially improve on or things that I did well. And I'd do the exact same for him. Not that I know much about uh, scrumming and <laughs> exactly. playing prop. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we just kind of uh, just give each other, you know, feedback on how we're playing and just kind of um, try and, and keep each other positive, you know, when, when things aren't going too well or even when things are going well. And it must be very special for you, both representing Zimbabwe, your country. How is that to play with your brother to represent the flag together? Oh, it's a, it's a dream come true. You know, when we when we decided we wanted to become uh, rugby players, we wanted to do this as a living. That was one of the things that we, we set ourselves a goal to do, to play together. And uh, I mean, to play for your country uh, with your brother right next to you is, is the ultimate. So it's, it's very special for, for ourselves and for our family. You've obviously played for Sables in 15s and Cheetahs in the 7s. Do you think yeah. one of the, the national teams is stronger than the other? And you think, you know, you know what, sevens, we could go far here, but 15s needs work or vice versa. Do you think there's a stronger suit at the minute in Zimbabwe? I wouldn't say there's a strong suit. Um, I just think, you know, both sides just need to just keep developing. And, and that's what, you know, the coaches are, are working towards. We're bringing in a lot of um, young guys that are um, playing in these competitions. Like, for example, the Super Sport Challenge, where you're playing against some quality players, uh, players that have played super rugby. Um, I mean, just last week we played against the Sharks and they had a Springbok in their side. So it's that, you know, games like that are really good for, for the young guys coming through uh, to test themselves against the best. And I think that's the only way we can improve as a, as a nation if we continue getting more, more game time against quality, against quality opposition. Hilton, how would you assess right now the health of rugby in Zimbabwe? You're in a perfect position where you've you're in the system, you're playing for Zimbabwe. You can see what goes on behind the scenes. Would you say that Zimbabwe are in a good place at the moment, or would you say it's it's not particularly looking very bright? You know, the last couple of years haven't been great for Zim rugby, but um, just being involved in the setup now, um, coming into this uh, the setup that's been um, that's been put together for the Super Sport Challenge, I'm I'm quite I'm quite positive about the future of Zim rugby. And as I said, with quality, um, playing against quality opposition, we can only improve from this. And the way we've been treated throughout this, um, throughout the super sport campaign has been absolutely amazing. The players have felt as though they're in a, pro in a professional environment. They've been treated like professionals. And that's what you want as a rugby player. You want to get that taste because then that will make you work harder towards the, you know, the ultimate goal of getting that, that deal, um, that professional deal overseas or, or here in South Africa. So, I'm I'm quite I'm quite positive about the the future of Zim rugby at the moment. So for you, is representing the flag number one, and then club rugby commitments would always be second? Because you see this quite often. There's often a tug of war. Sometimes players just say, "Well, actually, I'm going to make myself available for my club because the country yeah. at the moment is not really going anywhere." Are you still one of those who say Zimbabwe for me is the ultimate? We want to play World Cups. We want to get to the Olympics. You know, where do you stand? I'm very passionate about Zimbabwe. I'm very passionate about Zimbabwe rugby. Um, whenever there's an opportunity to play for Zim, I will put my hand up. But it goes with, um, you know, with with uh, with contracts and things like that. If uh, if you've signed on a contract with the club, if it's not during that that window where international players have to be released, that becomes very tricky. And I've been in that situation a couple of times. But I'm really lucky um, with the relationship that I have with uh, with our director of rugby. He's a uh, 
bit more understanding. So, you know, whenever the opportunity does come and uh, the club are in a in a position where we they can release me, he will do that for me. And uh, that won't affect um, my when I go back if I'm going to be in the squad or not. So he's very understanding in terms of that. But I know a couple of guys have struggled with that um, in the past, uh, getting released when it's not during that test window. Yeah. So it's very difficult. But as I said, I'm I'm very passionate about playing for Zim. Um, whenever there's an opportunity to to play for Zim, I'll always put my hand up. And can you nail it down, Hilton? What's the biggest challenge? for you facing you guys is it funding is it exposure is it just academy and recruitment getting the right players playing from school level do you think there's one thing that you'd like to correct so that zim can go on to the next level or is it more complicated than that funding is going to be key um if funding is there then you are able to get that exposure um if the money is there you are able to to play against quality opposition on a on a you know on a on a weekly basis um like we're doing now. So if, uh, you know, if the union, uh, you know, could get a couple more sponsors on board, that will benefit us in the long run um, because of the talent is there in Zim. There's no doubt about that. There are some talented uh, youngsters coming through um, and having been in the system for, you know, a relatively long time now, um, seeing guys coming through school level um, is really, really impressive. But, the problem is that because there's no funding in Zim, a lot of the guys are have, having to, to go elsewhere to, you know, to look for opportunities. And this is where we lose quality players. And we can never develop as a nation if we if we continue losing our, our good uh, good youngsters. So um, no, there is a lot of work to be done. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully with time that we can improve on these things, and uh, you know, we can get to keep our youngsters in Zim. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. I'm sure lots of people agree with you listening to that, Hilton. We had Ngoni Chibui on the podcast earlier in the series, obviously a national team teammate of yours. And he yeah. reckoned that when Zim play in the All-Africa tournaments, most of the country, he reckons, aren't actually aware that you guys are playing. They just don't know that Zimbabwe rugby are playing a tournament. Is that a fair assessment? Does that really sum up how much more exposure rugby needs to get in Zimbabwe? I, know, I totally agree with them. Um, you know, we because our games aren't um, aren't televised on the on the national uh, TV station. Uh, a lot of players aren't, or a lot of people in Zim won't really know about this, and the our games aren't advertised as much too. Which is, which is, I mean, obviously that's the only way of getting people to know about these things is through you know advertising them and putting it out there. And unfortunately, that's not happening at the moment in Zim. Because the more we can do that, the more we can get people behind us, and the more we can get people interested in the game. Which means that a lot of uh, a lot of kids coming up and growing up will will then come and watch uh, the national team play and aspire to be like one of the guys on the field. So that's uh, that's another uh, another area where you know some, the the union need to work towards uh, improving. I'm sure you agree. It's definitely achievable. Just look at the the national team football soccer. They're going to be going to AFCON. They're going to be playing in the African Cup of Nations. And definitely, you see that leading in the papers. You see that televised and coverage. So if Zimbabwe can do that for their footballers, surely they can do that for their rugby players as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, you don't even have to look as far as uh, I mean, the cricket too. I mean, we, they managed to get um, some really some really big crowds um, when, our, when our cricket team plays in Zim. So it's very achievable. Um, you know, it's just people just going out there and... Uh, Know, getting the word out there that you know the national team is on and 
trying to get people to, to, to come in and support us. Taking a guy like yourself, you love your country, Harari boy, what can you do to raise the profile of rugby back home? Do you feel, you know, personal motivation to make a difference yourself? Oh, I definitely would. I mean, I've just, you know, my brother and I are always talking about this. We, we we definitely would like to give back. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, Zim, Zim, Zimbabwe rugby, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Um, so, you know, eventually, uh, you know, in the in the future, we definitely want to want to give back and and you know see more people, uh, more Zimbabweans, you know, getting these contracts overseas, or even um, the Zimbabwe rugby union becoming a full time uh, professional setup. Yeah, that would be amazing for us. That, that, and that goes to the point that I was mentioning earlier that we won't get to lose players. Guys will be able to stay in Zim and know that financially they're going to be sorted out and they can focus on their rugby and stay in Zim. And Hilton, away from rugby, what are some of your, your passions? What are you all about? Oh, I'm a, I'm a sports guy through and through. I love, I love my sport. I love watching all sports. Um, taking an interest in golf. I uh, enjoy playing my golf um, on an off day. Uh, you know, whenever the weather's decent in Jersey, uh, which is hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever we, whenever we get an opportunity to get onto the course, um, we, you know, we'll definitely do that. I'm a big, uh, big coffee guy, so I like uh, trying out different cafes and trying out different coffees. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that I that I take an interest in. I've also started um, reading a couple books. You know, I set myself a target for the year to read a couple books. So I've uh, I've really enjoyed um, getting stuck into some books this year. Brilliant. And your tagline seems to be uh, blessed, not stressed, which are, I like that. Why Why is that something that you, you think is important? What does that mean to you? Oh, you know, gr- growing up in a, in, in a Christian home, you know, we, we, always, went to, we always went to church on a Sunday. Um, I went to Michael House, which is an Anglican school. So uh, going to, to chapel on a Sunday was, you know, compulsory for, for all the boys. So I've grown up in a, in a Christian environment. Um, but just going back to, to my, um, to the first time that I got a contract, it's something that I've been praying about and, um, you know, through, through faith, uh, through prayer, you know, this, this opportunity that I got, um, was, uh, was just simply through that, you know, and, you know, there was a time where, you know, I strayed away, um, but, you know, just through talking to people and having people on my side and people praying for me. Um, you know, I just realized what, um, you know, what, what God can do for you. So, uh, that's where, that's where my, my, my little slogan comes from. Yeah. So faith for you alongside rugby is definitely a, a central part of your life. Fair to say. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, the talents that we, that we get as a sportsman, as people, you know, comes from above. So it's always good just to give thanks, you know, whenever, Whenever I go onto a field, I always say a prayer just to be thankful for the talents that I've been given, for the opportunity that I've been given to play the sport. So, what what advantage does does having a, a Christian faith like yours give you? Does it mean you're a better rugby player? Does it mean you're a slightly nicer person compared to the guy next to you? How does it actually outwork, or is it very separate to rugby? And you'd still be where you are today on the rugby pitch, even if you didn't have a faith. Oh, I just. I don't think it makes me, uh, you know, a better rugby player than the person that's next to me, but it just goes back to, um, just, you know, realizing and recognizing that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't from, uh, if it wasn't for, you know, the man above and the talents that I've been given are 
coming from him. So it's just, um, you know, it's just something that I'm just very thankful of, just knowing that, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the things that I have today if it wasn't for our Lord Jesus Christ. And Hilton, just talking back to what we were saying about the state of, of Zim rugby, just to finish, what advice would you be giving to young rugby players in Zim right now who love the game, who want to play for the Sables, cheaters, but they don't feel like, they don't see that the support is there potentially when they're older. So what would you say to them to make them commit to rugby and not go on to other things where maybe they think they'd be more successful? Um, I just think if you, you know, I'll just say to them, if, if they have a passion for it and if they um, know that that is what they want to that is what they want to achieve in life and that's what they want to do. Just give it a full, a full go, you know, just never give up, just continue working hard. You know, there are going to be lots of sacrifices that you have to make um, in order to get to the top. So, um, you know, just keep working hard and, and never giving up. I mean, I was in their shoes not, not so long ago where, you know, I put in all the hard work. There were, there was a time that I, you know, wanted to give up, but, I just realized that you know, this is what I wanted to do. This is the dream that I've set. This is what um, it's what I want to achieve in my life. And uh, I just carry on working hard. And, you know, these your dreams do come true. So if you just carry on working hard, carry on believing in yourself and the talents you've been given, you know, the sky's the limit. Okay, Hilton, we can't let you go without testing you a little bit. We're going to test you with a game to finish. Are you up for that? Yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> he has no idea what he's saying yes to but he's up for it that's what i like <laughs> right this is a this is a very simple game it's called life swap so i'm just going to say if you mm-hmm. could do this if you could have this and i basically want you to finish off the sentence that i'm going to give for whatever you whatever you think would apply to you so the first one okay if you could bring one zimbabwean food over with you to jersey just have an unlimited amount of it what would you bring oh subs are 100 i uh <laughs> I probably, that's one of the one of the things that I love going to my aunt's. So I'm I'm quite terrible. I can't cook sadra. So whenever I get an opportunity to go to my aunt's, uh, just before I get on a flight, um, she always asks me the usual for for lunch or dinner, whatever, uh, whatever time I'm going to to land, and I'll know exactly what she's talking about. I, I love my sadra, and it's just unfortunate that I can't find it in Jersey. <laughs> but whenever I get an opportunity to have some. I always have some. Okay. So for people that haven't had sadza before, just sell us the dream. Why is it so good? So with sadza, you need to have it with uh, with a bit of veg um, and some, some meat in order for, for it to taste really, really nice. You can't really have it by itself, but it's uh, it's just basically mealy meal um, that's cooked together. It becomes like a, like a hard, uh, well, not hard, but it comes like a solid... Um, Oh, it's, it's really hard to explain, but yeah, but basically you just need a bit of veg and a bit of meat with it. And yeah. it, it just tastes amazing. Hilton, if you could try playing any other position on the rugby field, yeah. where would you like to play? I've, uh, got, I've gotten a couple of turnovers uh, <laughs> this year, so I'll, I'll probably give myself a shot at, at flank, a loose forward. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of my you. mates laughing at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. To go from scrum half to flanker, yeah, you might have to go to the gym a lot more. Oh yeah, no, I know. I just, uh, I just try, you know, try to stick my head in those rucks. You know, whenever I can <laughs> see that the big boys are far away from there. If you had the power to bring any player from the world game to Jersey Reds, who would you want to bring from world rugby? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. 
I'd I'd probably say um, Aaron Smith. Yeah. Simply because um, I'd love to just work with him. I personally think he's the best scrum off in the world at the moment. Um, you know, just getting a couple of tips off him and just working with him on a day-to-day basis, I think would improve my game as a player. Great choice. I thought you were going to get all sentimental for a minute and say, I just want my brother to come and play with me so we can <laughs> hang out. We can hang out some more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i oh, know i'll definitely go for Aaron Smith. <laughs> <laughs> any day easy choice uh if you could get tickets to any major sporting event that's happening this year what would you like to go and see <clears throat> i probably would have gone with uh the masters obviously it's just passed yeah just to see a tiger in action would would be amazing oh what a comeback amazing probably i'd say the greatest one of the greatest sporting comebacks ever to be honest finish with a really hard one now, would you yeah. rather gain promotion to the English Premiership with Jersey? So get your get your ultimate dream there in terms of club, oh, rug, club I rugby. Where, I can see where this is Can going. you? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. would you rather qualify for a World Cup or an Olympic Games with Zimbabwe? So not win it, but just to qualify to be there, which, which would you lean towards? Oh, I'd, probably, uh, I'd probably say the World Cup and the Olympics is simply because I mean it's every sportsman's dream to you know to be a part of to be a part of that. Um, you know it comes around every every four years, so I mean it would be a massive massive honour and a privilege to be a part of an Olympics or a World Cup uh, representing your country. I suppose it's a once in a lifetime thing, isn't it? Whereas <laughs> you you know your club career is not going anywhere. You can always get promoted somewhere else or a next season. Exactly. So exactly. I think you've made the right choice. Otherwise, you would have had loads of Zimbabwean fans getting in touch saying we want oh, Hilton, yeah. we want Hilton's head. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I think that's a correct call. Um, okay, Hilton, it's been great time in the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, and all the best with the rest of this year. I know it's a big one for you. Oh, no, thank you so much again for the opportunity. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time on this podcast and uh, yeah, no, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Okay, that's us for this week's podcast. A massive thank you again to Hilton Mudariki. Do remember, you can keep up to date with our movements across social media. Just jump onto Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and find us. We're either there, Planet Sport Rugby Podcast or PS Rugby Podcast. Go and have a look. Check out what we're doing. We have giveaways we have other interviews and we tell you who's coming up next. Now, you can also join our WhatsApp community where we can keep you updated with what's coming next. And more importantly, you can send in your questions for our pro rugby players on the podcast to answer. So if you'd like to do that and be in with a chance to send your questions in, just drop us a WhatsApp message on plus four four double seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero. If you missed that, that was plus four four double seven zero seven 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 six seven nine zero so send us a message with your name and let us know where you are in the world do join us for our next podcast where again we'll be getting to know one of africa's best in the world of rugby and of course between now and then you can listen again on itunes spotify soundcloud or our website which is planetsport.tv and if you'd like to find out what else we have available go onto our website we've also got planet sport football africa show and we also have Planet Sports, which is for the all-round sports fan. So go and check them out. But until next time, I'm Liam Flint, and you've been listening to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, which is a passion for sports production. <laughs>